Welcome to New Kids on the Block, a podcast for newcomers who want to explore blockchains and cryptocurrencies. On this show, we discuss and dissect all things crypto for beginners and intermediate users and help them navigate their way through this fascinating yet overwhelming new space. Let's dive right in. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it, but new kids are fine. Welcome back, everyone, to a new episode of the New Kids on the Block podcast. You know, there's a lot of bad things going on in the world right now. Famine, financial crisis, uh, wars, you name it. Um, oh, yeah, there's, there's a, that crypto thing, too, right? You know, it's not, it's not, uh, not going too well. Yeah, that's yeah, the end of the world, Fody. Well, what can we do? <laughs> yeah, I saw um, I saw a really great tweet by Kobe, and he was like, he was like, um, uh, Kobe's obviously like the, the crypto Cobain on Twitter, and he, you know, he was basically like, you know, I went to a bar today uh, outside with my friends and drank a couple beers, and almost realized that the world wasn't on fire. And then uh, his follow, uh, he's like, I would highly recommend. And then his follow up tweet was like something like. Just kidding. I played a bunch of games of League of Legends and was looking at the one-minute chart. <laughs> How you doing, man? I, I'm, I'm all right. I actually had a pretty amazing, fantastic week. Um, some personal news. I just got my um, permanent residence here in the U.S. after spending umpteen years here in the U.S. I finally got my green card. Um so that's kind of a big deal for me. So I've be just been out celebrating uh, myself um, with my friends um, for this past week. So I'm, if I sound a little bit drunk, that's because I am. Um, but yeah, it's great. Dude, that's amazing. Um, how do you feel now being a failure to the rest of the world? Um, <laughs> was that like sunk in yet? Uh, no, it, it hasn't. Yeah, I'm still like processing it. Like I coming to work today, like. Um, not realizing that I'm, a, I'm a, on a different status now, different visa now. Um, I think it's still, you know, still catching up to me. And um, yeah, getting my green card is great. It's like the first thing in green I saw in the past week, which is amazing. <laughs> so. Oh, that's a quality joke, man. <laughs> that is a really good joke. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, I mean, that's that's obviously really awesome. And it, it's it's great to hear that, you know, Canada gave you up. So yeah, I know. You I got know. Your, you yeah. got Thank you, Canada, the motherland, for granting me access to you. So, so like the last time we recorded, um, you know, it was uh, you know we were talking about uh, you know a bunch of things that were going on, and then we're like, hey, we're not gonna we're not gonna record again for a little bit um, because you know holiday weekend was coming up and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I I kind of ran into some work related stuff, and you kind of ran into some work related stuff. I think it, I think it's good that we waited this long because everything kind of caught on fire simultaneously. Um, so probably a good time to reconvene. Um, and I guess just kind of jumping into things like, can, can you can you walk me off the cliff of what's going on in the current market? Or maybe we should just kind of talk about like what what has been going on or like what your perspective is on the current market. Sure. Yeah, I think if you look at the the bitcoin chart um obviously it's not pretty uh we're we're sitting at um uh, in the 22k range um i I think i think we got a little bit bumped today um following the the fomc 
high grades, but overall, like in this past week, we're we're just seeing carnage after carnage. Um, one of the main events I think we're gonna touch on is the the Celsius um, farce, if you will. Um, Celsius being one of the the largest central centralized DeFi um, company, um, which is being treated like a crypto bank. Effectively, um, it just came. You know, we came to the realization that they might on the they might be on the verge of being solvent this week uh, because of the downturn in the crypto market. Yep. So that caused a, a liquidation cascade. Um, you know, across the entire crypto market, because Celsius is, is I think, it's in the region of 10 billion um, asset under management in the crypto market, which is no small, um, you know, impact when, it, when we talk about the, 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 the kind of the reactionary, um, you know, reflex, reflexive uh, reaction to the market. So w- when that news broke, we got, obviously got a big red candle going down and um, and that caused some additional um, reactions. I think just today, we we are hearing rumors that you know Three Arrows Capital, which is one of the only, I would say, biggest um, crypto native hedge funds, uh, is is on the verge of going under too. So, you know, all of that is is creating a lot of pressure, a lot of anxiety in the market. Um, it is being reflected in the in the chart. Um, I think especially ETH, you know, a lot of these companies, I think both of these companies has huge exposure to ETH and um, they're basically being exposed to ETH and they're trying to avoid, um, I think they already got margin called, but they're trying to avoid liquidation by keep adding more collateral. Um, I think both uh, Celsius and uh, 3AC Capital have been, you know, posting more collateral to avoid getting liquidated. Uh, because if they do, uh, it would be game over for them. So they, uh, there's only two choices. You either add more collateral to avoid liquidation or you just wait to to be killed. So right. in this case, they just keep adding more. I don't know where they find the money, maybe underneath their couch, or under their mattress, <laughs> but they just keep finding money to, to lower that liquidation price. In the case of Celsius, uh, it's really fascinating to see like on chain how Celsius keeps adding more uh, collateral to lower that uh, liquidation price. I believe the original liquidation price is somewhere in the region of 21k, but they were able to lower that, um, you know, in, into the region of like 14, maybe even like 13k at this moment. So it's really fascinating to see how this plays out on chain, like on the blockchain, um, in front of our eyes. But at the same time, it just makes you feel really, you know, lamenting the 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 falling of the giants. Yeah, I mean, so um, interesting, interesting question. That I guess I, I have about all that stuff is like, you know, traditionally, at least to my novice knowledge about all this stuff, it's like Ethereum. I mean, big Ethereum is related to Bitcoin, but Bitcoin is not related to Ethereum, right? Like, like Bitcoin drives the majority of i guess that would be, be would that be fair to say like bitcoin drives a majority of price action for crypto I, market on mass right I, I think that that used to be true um for okay. the past two at least for past two bull markets like bitcoin was really the um the beta of the market you know it determines you know what's what's happening uh, on the macro scale uh, at least in crypto um i think things are starting to get more nuanced uh, in this in this past few years, um, 
I think overall Bitcoin is still somehow driving the market, but um, definitely we're seeing a bigger like influence of ETH. Um, in fact, I think there has been some some talks about having like a Ethereum dominance chart. You know, obviously in, in right. you know correlation to the Bitcoin dominance chart to to tell people like we still should start thinking about ETH as the dominating um, um, denominator for for crypto. Um, but I would say, you know, if you want to combine both Bitcoin and ETH, uh, those the, like both of them combined are still a pretty good indicator of the the, the beta of the market. All right. The flipping, right? Yeah. Flipping. Yeah. Flipping um, well, I mean, the, the reason why I ask you that is because, you know, all this stuff happened with Celsius and, and we'll we'll dig into that, like exactly mm-hmm. what happened there. Sure. Um, you know, but that that was effectively kind of like a de-pegging of staked ETH. Right. Um, but you know, the whole crypto market basically got killed because of it. Now, simultaneously at the same time, obviously what came out was, um, you know, the CPI happened on Friday, right? So we're recording, you know, uh, Wednesday, June 15th. I mean, this happened Friday of last week and it was basically, um, everyone was expecting, uh, or at least anticipating that the inflation, uh, rate, at least here within the U S would stay flat or get a little bit lower and it raised about a half a point, right? So it went from, I think, 8.1% to 8.6. So Monday markets open and everything just freaking it's like a free fall, mm-hmm. right? I think the markets lost like, you know, 10 points or something insane, right? Like we're in bear, bear territory, even on the NASDAQ and the S&P. Sure. And I can't help but feel like that's the, the largest correlation. I mean, you know, Bitcoin's down 25% the last seven days. I mean, it makes sense that ETH is down 31, 30, 30 or 31% with everything that's going on with Celsius. But uh, um, are you postulating that what's going on with Celsius is actually killing Bitcoin as well? Because that's super interesting, I think. I I, I think there, there has been definitely some talks about um, how... You know, like starting with Luna, right? We should probably go back to to the whole Luna conversation. Um, do, we, do we have to? Do we really have to? <laughs> All right, I'll spend like thirty seconds on about, about that. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm um, so, so since the Luna catastrophe, um, there has been a, like a chain reaction in the crypto market. Um, I know Celsius might not be directly impacted by Luna, but Free AC is. Free AC is one of the largest. Um, I guess proponents of Luna, um, three arrow capital, right? Three arrow capitals. Yep. Um, and so is Mike Novogratz and um, you know Galaxy um, uh, Digital, I believe. So like these big hedge funds, they are having huge exposure to Luna. So when Luna went under our ballistic and it started to have a, like a chain reaction on all of these funds. Um, in in Celsius case, I think it's a combination of both ETH and Bitcoin. Um, drop that's causing them to to struggle um i don't think there's any they don't have any direct uh lunar exposure as far as i understand uh but still you know when, when the market draws down like 60 percent from the high you're going to feel it especially uh, based on my understanding like there has been a lot of like chain on chain analysis on celsius um like trading methods uh from what i've learned basically they are managing their clients assets uh, like like a DGen trader, basically they're all over the place in terms of their risk management protocol. They're leveraged, they're leveraged up. They're right? they're over overly leveraged for sure. Yeah. Like all over, like on Aave, on on uh, Compound, um, and even on on um, Maker Maker DAO, 
all of any protocols they're exposed to, um, they're doing that, you know, over leverage. So when, when we have this like major drawdown, you're going to get these liquid, um, like cascade uh, liquidation uh, all over the place. So, and, and by the way, I, I should, before I, I, I jump into this, I should disclose that I am a user of Celsius. Uh, I currently, as we speak, I have funds in Celsius, which incidentally, you know, they locked, you know, during this whole, you know, debacle, you know, went down, they decided to pause the withdrawal of the funds. So basically I cannot take my money out. And, um, you know, I think anybody who, I've had some friends who are, who are actively using the loans uh, offered by Celsius. They, they just got liquidated um, by Celsius. So yeah, I just want to put that out to make sure well, that. Well, let, let's kind of just get in. Let's, let's kind of just get into it then. Like let's, let's talk about Celsius, right? So like, mm -hmm. So, you know, you kind of, I guess, um, alluded to it a little bit, but, you know, Celsius is like this giant kind of, you know, DeFi, TradeFi killer type yeah. of platform out there that um, you can basically, you know, leverage your crypto as a mechanism of borrowing, right? So you can borrow what, like, you know, stable coins like USDC, USDT, like what else can you do on, on Celsius, I guess, for the yeah. For the yeah, of course. So you can do many things on on Celsius. Um, so you can use, you can um, basically store your um, crypto. You can store your Bitcoin or Ethereum on on, on uh, Celsius and then get yields. Uh, I believe last time I checked, you get probably like six percent uh, yields for for um, for Ethereum. Maybe slightly lower for Bitcoin, and uh, that's kind of the more conservative strategy, which is what I did or I'm doing. Um, alternatively, if you want to be more risky, you can put, you can use your, um, crypto as collateral to, to make a loan. So let's say if you put down one Bitcoin and, um, based on the, the loan to value ratio, you may be able to borrow out, I don't know, like half a Bitcoin, um, and then use that to, to further, um, you know, lever up. So effectively they provide this, this mechanism to, to for for people who want to be more risk risk um you know accept acceptive uh, they can do joke. all kind of things yeah <laughs> what's that that's the joke that, that's the joke yeah <laughs> yeah i think that there's like if it's all kind of personalities like if you want to be more conservative you can just put your coins in you can get yields on on it without any kyc or at least right now that was the original intent but they started to do kyc anyway um but Effectively, Celsius, just like BlockFi, BlockFi and ne Nexo, are this crypto bank which does not give you control to the keys, uh, which means you know not your keys, not your coins, right? So they don't, you don't really have control over your coins, but at the same time, they give you this you know quote unquote stable yields based on the collateral you put down. Now, now, do they similarly give you like a staked coin? uh in in you know in return so that you'd have to trade that back in to get your coins out or how, they, how does that work yeah they, they don't uh unlike lido uh which is a liquid staking mechanism protocol mm -hmm. um you know you do get like using lido you do like get like staked eth if you put your one eth down you get like one staked eth back uh which can be you know moved around you can put it into a different protocol all of that uh, but Celsius doesn't do that. Like when you put your one Bitcoin down, you don't get anything back. Um, but the rewards, so they do pay out the rewards every week. 
um, you know, very, I would say the margin is pretty small, right? At this point, but they, they do pay you every month, sorry, every week based on the amount of uh, collateral you put down. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's, it's very different from a, a liquid staking protocol like uh, rocket pool or Lido. And like, do you have to, cause so I, I've never used Celsius. So I'm asking very like basic questions, but like, yeah. do you have to like, um, like lock up for a certain period of time? Like, do you agree to leave your Bitcoin in? Like you put Bitcoin in, you want to get 6% back on Bitcoin. Right. Do you have to wait like three months, six months? Like, how does that work? Or can you just take it out whenever you want? You Well, according to them, you don't have to lock up the coins. Um, <laughs> I think that was the original, you know, marketing spiel. They're like, oh, you can withdraw your coins anytime you want, uh, unlike traditional banking. Uh, where you can only withdraw coins or with your, your USD at certain times, you can take your money out anytime you want, right? That, so that was their spiel uh, originally. But ironically, when all of this uh, Celsius uh, farce went down, they actually paused the withdrawal. So the joke is on them for, for not letting people withdraw their money um, when things went, went south. Yep. Giant house of cards, man. Giant house of cards. Yeah. I mean... You know, I'm, I'm, again, uh, another black eye, I guess, on on what's been going on with uh, with DeFi, right? I mean, I think if we were to say kind of what the safest place is to put your money um, into to to get rewards back, um, you know, I think uh, yeah, it's it's all kind of looking a little uh, thumbs down for me, right? I, I think moment. ironically, I actually. I have like a slightly more nuanced view on this. I feel like if you look at how Celsius um, is is approaching this, it's more like a centralized DeFi. They call the CDFI uh, versus a like a true DeFi um, pro protocol. I know there has been a lot of hacks in DeFi world in the true DeFi world in the past year, and I know for a fact that you know we, we can't fully trust DeFi yet. However, in my opinion. Um, the fact that Celsius is on the verge of being either insolvent or even bankrupt is actually makes the case for the true DeFi um, because basically, you know, in the true DeFi world, the users will always be able to, to, to withdraw their funds no matter what the market condition is. Um, if they get liquidated, it's their own, you know, responsibility to take. But, you know, the users will never be locked out of their own account in a true DeFi world. Um, however, right. you know, Celsius is more like, more like a, you know, hybrid centralized DeFi, you know, it's trying to bridge the world between the traditional finance world and the, the crypto world. Um, but I think somehow they, they failed to do that. And now we're, we're left with this mess. Like, like Celsius is everything we're trying to avoid, right. By building DeFi, we're trying to be the banks. We're trying to be, be, to be bankless. We're trying to, to get out of the centralized world, but somehow and I, I fall into this this trap myself. Like I, I believe that oh, maybe maybe that's maybe we're not ready for true DeFi yet. Maybe we need some sort of bridge um, to cross the chasm. Um, but apparently, um, Celsius is not it. Well, I mean, I, I think, and I think like what's being suggested in like the Senate and like Congress and like all that stuff right now is that like uh, fine, Celsius, you want to do business, great. Um, and you want to provide financial services that are on top of cryptocurrency. Fantastic. Um, you know what you got to do? Um, prove your solvency, mm. right? 
you like just like like how banks have to do these types of um they're they're almost like uh like uh, risk risk related calculations they have to re- like report to the OCC and and stuff like that um, there's a specific name for it I'm drawing a blank right now but they have to do these types of like you know how liquid they are disclosures um, yeah yeah there's a specific type of like banking um calculation that like they have to do um that they have to report to um th- this came out like after the the um uh what happened in you know like with the lehman brothers like the, the collapse in 2008 all the regulations they're like called the dodd frank yeah dodd frank reporting mm-hmm. um so like b- banks had to do have to do this kind of like um um, like liquidity related, um, reporting and they, they, they couldn't be, um, like they couldn't have more than like 20% of their portfolio, like in futures and options and like, like mm-hmm. uh, highly risky assets. Right. Um, like, cause if they did, um, you know, they, they had to report to the FRB, which is, you know, the federal reserve and, right. and the FCC and like all this type of stuff. Right. So, um, I think I think like just a like a, a very reasonable request would be for for companies like Celsius to just prove that they have those liquid assets and that they're not just you know gambling away in the crypto right. with people's money, right? I mean that's again another another level of insanity. Absolutely, I think that's where you know blockchain is supposed to to tackle the issue, which is adding more transparency. Um, everything is supposed to be on chain. Like you're supposed to be able to see uh, what funds is being used for what, at where, uh, at what exchange, at what protocol. Um, unfortunately, in the case of Celsius, you know, there's not a lot of transparency on that. Like I think there's have been has been a lot of like on chain analysis, looking at various wallets, but you know, there hasn't been any clarity. Clarity to your point on, you know, what funds is being used where and how especially the customers funds like you know i don't know if folks like us how how our, our money is being used by celsius but it just turns out that you know based on some analysis it turns out that they're just gambling our money away trying to offering or promising those yields uh, which is super disappointing so i agree that it's it's messed up man it's messed up but I think what's also interesting is to talk about like how all this stuff happens. So like we're, mm. we're talking about Celsius, we're talking about what Celsius does, right? And they provide like lending, they provide staking, they provide, you know, like, you know, these, you know, um, bunny ear stable rewards, right? Mm. Um, and um, they're doing all this great stuff. Um, but why are they on the verge of collapse? Like what the hell happened there? Yeah. Yeah, I think I don't know if we recall this. Uh, maybe three months back, uh, when we talked about you know one of the major DeFi uh, hacks, uh, there was this Badger DAO hack um, a few months back, and that cost I feel somewhere in the region of like two hundred million dollars. Uh, I think one of the largest vic- victim of that hack was Celsius. Um, even if at the time they 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 refused to to admit that they were the victim of that hack, so to me that was like the canary uh, in the coal mine um, for Celsius uh, in terms of like the trouble they were dealing with. Um, so from there, like there was some of, there was some additional you know market drawdowns, which is causing additional um, pressure uh, on on their their assets. 
and um, and then there's this this staked ETH. Um, I would I would call it a FUD to be honest, uh, because I don't think it, it's anything that's structurally um, damaging. Um, you know, nothing like like Luna um, or the Terra Luna versus USD debacle that we saw recently. Uh, but somehow it, it also got impacted, and they got further. Um, they went through like a liquidity crisis, and ba- basically they couldn't um, meet their margin call, and they would have to like borrow money. They have to sell like money, sell coins, OTC in order to pay for the margin call, and it's a huge mess. Like at the end of the day, like they're they 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 pay, pay the price for not managing their risks properly, and mm. they were just you know. You know, messing with the client's money, and eventually, um, where we went to in this mess. Like they either we don't know whether they are bankrupt yet or not. Uh, they may be insolvent, but either way, it's not a good look uh, for Celsius. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's funny that you bring up the FUD thing um, because um, Alex Mashinsky, who is obviously mm-hmm. the C- he's the CEO of um, of Celsius. Um, you know, he, he basically came out and said, uh, was on the 11th, which is uh, last week, um, you know, someone re- replied to him on Twitter, um, basically, I hope retail can get out. I've been hearing about accounts being locked. That would be similar to Luna. And he goes on Twitter and basically says to this guy, hey, um, do you know one person who actually has a problem of withdrawing money from Celsius? Why spread FUD and misinformation? <laughs> Right. And then uh, a couple of days later on the, uh, you know, on the 15th, uh, uh, which is today, he tweeted teams working nonstop. Um, but, uh, you know, to, you know, our community is great. Like all the Do Kwan, uh, great, you know, type of, uh, <laughs> like talk track. And then, mm-hmm. um, you know, but, but we are sitting here and staked ETH is depegged from ETH. Right. So, if I look at the current price of staked ETH, um, staked ETH is currently, I think, at like 0.93 of an ETH, right? So that means that all of the exposure that they have to staked ETH, which I think is like over $470 million worth of um, staked ETH, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, they that's where they lost a ton of their liquidity, right? Is that they right. were ex- exposed to that. Um, so, I, I mean... It it's definitely there's definitely a lot of fud that goes into this. There's definitely some nefarious stuff that's been going on, but um, I'm I'm confused how like staked ETH got so depegged. Like how how does that even happen? So like it seems to be one to one to ETH. So what yeah. like what am I missing? Like I I I think and by the way, Kobe uh, who you mentioned earlier wrote wrote a, a Substack on this topic. Um, specifically about pegging and depegging uh, of ETH and stake ETH. Um, if you if you read that article, you probably get a better understanding of you know exactly what happened. Um, but on a high level, first of all, I think we should differentiate the the staked ETH uh, depegging with the um, the Luna uh, USD UST uh, depegging. I yes. think those are totally separate issues. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Right, because you know, it's not an algo stable coin. It's just yeah, a, and one one is like fully backed, like stake these is fully backed by ETH, whereas right. the the UST is backed by Luna, which you know it's it, it's a little bit wishy washy. Like how how do you back? You're basically back one like useless coin with another useless coin in that case. 
but in the, in the state east co- uh, case, it's slightly different. So I want to make that distinction very clearly. Um, and the reason why uh, state ETH got depacked, uh, I think it has to do with the market conditions. Like we're in some extreme market conditions right now. Uh, I checked the, the fear and greed index earlier. It was seven. <laughs> so I don't think I've ever seen anything as low as that Very low, yeah. on, on a scale of 100, right? Also, as an aside, can I make a request on behalf of all the listeners that um, you you be forced to drink two bottles of wine um, prior to recording every podcast? Because I'm loving loving the vibe, you know, just talking about useless coins being compared to useless coins. I just came out with my gun slinging today. Um, It's great. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. So, so, and the reason why the staked ETH DPAC happened is because basically when, when in, in the extreme market condition we're seeing right now, there has been, basically we're, we're seeing a bank run for, for, for the staked ETH. Um, yep. Like, as you know, like staked ETH does not, cannot be um, redeemed until the, the ETH, um, ETH 2.0 merge happens. So basically, unless you're, you're de- um, you know, DGEN farming it on a, on a DGEN farm, you won't be able to use it for anything else. However, when faced with a margin call, um, like a huge margin call, maybe in the case of 3AC or even Celsius, they have to have enough capital to pay back the, you know, either post some more collateral or pay back the loans. So, so I think stake these becomes like a very easy way out for them to, you know, if they have a bunch of stake these at, at hand, they can sell their stake these for Eve and or other coins and then, to kind of you know start to post those collaterals to maintain their position, so right. that's why we're starting to see like in a normal market, ideally when you have like a little bit of DPEG of staked ETH, you you might be able to arbitrage that right. Somebody else might come in to to um you know to buy up your your cheap staked ETH and then sell it somewhere else. However, since we're dealing with some extreme marketing condition right now, basically staked ETH is getting very cheap. I think AC Capital just um, sold a bunch of stake these today uh, at like you know five percent discount in order to get out of a position. So they're they're trying to unlever or reducing the leverage in their positions, right? Um, so you're saying like it's because it's volatility based. So like because the market is so like volatile, yeah. ETH stake ETH can't be um, traded in. Um, you know, it can't be used. Rather, it, can't, it doesn't have like utility. It has to actually be traded for ETH. That's how it's getting depicted. Yeah, it, it does have the utility. However, um, like the the yield getting from um, staked ETH does not it's not justifying the, the cost uh, of like the prices going down. Like it's it's no. becoming like a you know they're sacrificing their staked ETH in order to 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 pe- to to stay solvent. Right? It's it's a really sad situation to see these like once upon time super gigantic players in the market they have to resort to to selling they're becoming forced sellers effectively uh, in this market and uh, the only way for them for the one to get out is to to sell their existing assets in this case stake these becomes a kind of an easy target to sell and then that's the only, only might be only one of the only ways for them to to stay solvent oh man i heard some rumor that this was all being done by sam bankman fried um that he's there, that he's, there has been some chattering there has been some chattering about sam um you know 
actively to destroy people. So yeah, yeah, I think it's it's not <laughs> like we have to take take these things with a grain of salt. But at the same time, you know, I wouldn't be surprised that if that is the case, yeah, uh, because the capital market is so so ruthless and so so crazy. Like anything can happen, and anybody can be your friends or an enemy. Wow. Well, we're still friends. That's good. You know, <laughs> we, we made it through this thing. Right. Uh, even though you're using Celsius and I'm not, um, you know, sad for any people that are using Celsius. I mean, I saw some guy on Twitter basically saying like, hey, you know, I've been saving money and, and yeah. staking it on Celsius, um, you know, I've been working 100 hours a week for, for, for two years to try and save up to buy a house and you know, not only can can this guy not take his money out to buy his house, but goddamn interest rates are through the roof. I mean, right. this guy this guy's getting creamed on both sides. Yeah. So, oh yeah, for sure. I think yeah. we, we consumers, retails are the people who are getting screwed over. Yeah. Um, like just like the Luna case, you know, everybody. I know the big hedge funds. They 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 got liquidated. They got wiped out. But you know, they're always going to find the next big pump they're always gonna the vcs are gonna do fine they already made their 100x a thousand x from last year so they're probably gonna be fine you know after after uh, like a 98 percent drawdown from luna but your average you know joe schmo who's making minimum wage who put a little bit of their money into into crypto they're the people who are gonna get get screwed over big time sadly he says that while the largest crypto uh, hedge fund out there is currently going out there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Su, Suju yeah. and Kyle Davis, they, they will be fine. I, they're still going to be yeah. millionaire. They're just the difference between, you know, them last week or last month from today is that they probably went from like a billionaire to like a multimillionaire. That's the yeah. only difference. Good problems to have, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Well, I mean, hang in there, folks. I think that's the the moral of the story. I mean, I'm cu- you know curious to to see what happens with um with Celsius, but I mean, it seems to be it seems to be something else every other week, um, mm-hmm. which is kind of seems to be the state of the market. And you know, I, I you know went to like family barbecue and people were asking me like, you know, what do you how do you view this whole crypto thing and and a lot of people drawing like comparisons to to like the dot com bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't help but feel like we're getting closer to that. Um, that you know we're seeing all of these platforms and these you know top ten, top one hundred related coins out there that are getting absolutely creamed one week after the other. If it isn't a hack, mm-hmm. it's you know this mass market manipulation that's tanking coins or you know right. tanking these different protocols, and it's it's uh, it's scary. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it is scary times. I think um, I think somebody else. I, I read something um, Ari Paul uh, wrote today. Ari Paul is, is, is also one of the the thought leaders in the space that I really trust. I think he made a very similar points that you just made. Like we're basically, according to him, uh, in the the two thousand dot com bubble phase of crypto. Um, like he's still long term bullish, but he feels like it's going to take a very long time um, for for the true value to appear, um, you know, I read that read that as saying that we, we still have more, you know, downward pressure to go. Uh, it's going to go down like a lot more before we get better. Um, but I think what he's trying to say is, you know, there's still like we still have to wash out a lot of people, a lot of like 
excuse me, when okay. I say this, shitcoin, terrible projects, right. um, before we can find the true value, the true gems, the diamonds, uh, the diamonds in the rough. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Ethereum, Bitcoin is still going to survive this, this cycle at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, we have to see like how many of these, you know, top hundreds protocols and coins can survive this bear cycle. Yeah. And I mean, uh, I think uh, the, the really interesting thing to say is like, you know, we, we, we tend to look at things like very cyclically, um, which is a very difficult word to pronounce, but I, I'm going to say it again. We look at things cyclically um, because um, that's all we know, right? Like we go back to like, you know, 2011 or, you know, 2010, 2014, 2018, and then 2022, and we look at all of these different uh, four-year cycles of the, the Bitcoin having, and that tends to, to, to kick off all of these um, bull, uh, you know, markets and consequent bear markets. And, um, you know, the one thing that is important, I think, for, for the listeners and, and people that look to just get more educated on this stuff is that if anyone's telling you right now that they know what's going to happen, um, they're full of it. Right. And the reason the reason I think that at least is because, um, you know, crypto's never gone through a recession. Um, and, and this isn't just like a U.S. recession. Right. Like this is like a global recession. Um, inflation is through the roof around the world, um, you know, specifically in the, the largest markets um, like, you know, the U.S. And, and Europe. But we're certainly seeing inflation that's being driven by, you know, energy price increases and grain exports and all the stuff that's going on and impacted by the war in Russia. And, um, you know, you're, you're seeing traditional markets that are bleeding, right? Um, right. So, so, you know, when we look at things cyclically, people are like, well, every every bear cycle, Bitcoin loses 80 to 90 percent of its value. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but have we seen a bear that's that's gone in a recession? No, we, we, we haven't really ever seen that. Um, so it's impossible to say like, so, so basically the moral of the story is stop hitting me up and asking me when to buy. Uh, cause I don't know, man. I just don't uh, like, I'm, I'm holding on as well over here. Just, yeah. uh, just looking at these parts. Yeah. We, we don't know what we're talking about. So don't listen to us. Don't listen to us. Just listen to us. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's my little, that's my little ditty on this, like the, the little, um, coda on that um mm-hmm. and uh you know i guess uh it just kind of uh i mean i guess the one like kind of silver lining in the clouds is that one random bitcoin chart which is the what is it the mvrv mm-hmm. um for bitcoin do you want to kind of give the listeners a little uh insight into that one i think you looked at it earlier today right yeah yeah um i don't want to get way too deep into the details but um the mvrv chart the 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 market um market value versus realized value chart is historically a pretty good indicator of um kind of the sell zone and the buy zone of bitcoin um and with everything we said here you always take it you know with a grain of salt um but i believe today uh, maybe it was this past week uh, for the first time since 20 early 2020 um we just hit the buy zone um right like we're not like firmly into the buy zone yet but it was the first time uh the charts dipped into the buy zone 
Well, uh, oh. I guess to, to be more accurate, though, it's it's not necessarily a buy zone, right? It's just it's just kind of telling you when Bitcoin is undervalued versus overvalued, right? Sure. Is that a sure. Fair, yeah. better way to put it? I think that's the better way to put it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's when Bitcoin is, is being undervalued. And the last time this happened, uh, it was in early 2020. Remember, that was the, the beginning of the, the, the bull run. And before that, it was it was in 2018, um, November. So so it, it just tells you and also on the on the on the flip side uh if you look at when bitcoin gets overvalued uh this this chart pretty accurately decided that um in on february the 19th of 2021 uh bitcoin was was you know kind of reaching into that overvalued zone and similar in like early 20 uh, sorry in, in december 2017 which you know Market bully. It was was the top of the the, the nineteen thousand Bitcoin um, charts. So all of that is 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 a pretty fair fair way or reliable way of telling us when Bitcoin is overvalued versus undervalued. Um, but again, you know, there's so many other indicators uh, which may or may not contradict what we're seeing in the, in the MVRV charts. But yeah. uh, I, if you want any sort of guidance, I would say that's that's pretty that's one indicator that you should pay attention to. So like, what, like, what do you think happens if like Michael Seller gets margin called? I'm just curious. Like, I don't know. It's completely random, but like, what? Like, what level? <laughs> well, I know like he like he's got positions at at various levels probably, but like, yeah. well, like he he's like propping up the Bitcoin market, right? Like, so <laughs> I, I think this guy gets I, called. What happens? We tank. I, I, read, I read something about how his his margin call level is at like 21k. Um, which theoretically we may have already breached it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like if he gets margin called, I don't know whether, um, um, you know, whether he's going to post more collateral or is he going to lever even more? Is he's like as degen as, as Celsius? Is he going to start like borrowing more money to, to buy more? I really don't know. Like, I, I just hope that, you know, he's going to get through this. Okay. Because, if if he's out, I think uh, we can we can pack it up. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think if if that was his number, we would have seen some really really sketchy stuff happening in the market. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe twenty five percent in a week really isn't all that bad. Because <laughs> if Sailor goes out, then uh, yeah, down with the ship, as they say. For right. Sure. So, um, yeah, I guess um, so. Just uh, kind of like uh, wrapping up a bit, but um, I guess some some relatively good news if you're an, an NFT um, uh, connoisseur or you're interested in, in NFTs. Um, have you heard this um, kind of this recent report that OpenSea is is migrating off of uh, um, the the Wyvern protocol to their own proprietary Seaport protocol? I have not. I, I don't know if there's oh, any still trading I NFTs. Know that you don't know. Wow. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. Well, this is kind of fresh news. Um, they they kind of um, I think they they kind of like announced it uh, yesterday. But um, yeah, basically they they've created their own their own protocol, self de- self developed protocol called Seaport. Um, mm-hmm. They announced it in the blog post on Tuesday and. Um, they're estimating that they can lower gas costs by about 35% compared to uh, last year's data um, uh, on the uh, on the Ethereum blockchain. So they changed uh, up the way that their contract works, and they also purport to be able to support some additional features now, like being able to bid on like a whole collection at a time, 
um, doing simultaneous bidding and, and stuff like that. Right. So, uh, so. some, uh, some cool stuff going on, at least there is a little bit of uh, positivity. Yeah, um, sounds like great news for that. Um, eighteen NFT traders who are still doing it. <laughs> or <a> left. <laughs> I was gonna ask you, like, is NFT trading in or out? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. You're the guy I go to for that. I have no clue. Yeah, I, I haven't paid attention to NFT. I know everything's down. Like, uh, I think Board Ape um went down to under hundred k, um, and so does all the derivatives under Board Ape. And you know, when Board Ape goes down, you know, you can imagine what happens to the rest of the NFT market. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's really, um, nothing else good to report. Um, I mean, we talked about three arrow capital going down. We talked about Celsius getting creamed. Can we get any good news out of this week, Cody? Can we get any good news out of this week? Well, um, obviously they just raised, um, the interest rates 0.75%, uh, you know, three basis points. So is is that what you're referring to? That's the good news of the week. We only raised the rates by 75 base points. <laughs> uh, am I missing something? What am I missing? Is there something good coming out? <laughs> or is that just a genuine question? I don't know. I don't know anymore. No, no, no. That was, I'm just like, you know, clutching on, on my, 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 um, what's the word? Um, straw the here. Yeah. Clutching my <laughs> straws. I can't even remember this question uh, since I'm so tipsy. Uh, the only other like really big news that I heard about was, you know, basically people worrying about tether. Um, so like, you know, um, you know, there's, there's obviously like they're coming for tether next because there's, there's no clue about the liquidity in tether. A lot of people think it's just like a bunch of, uh, you know, I don't know cupcakes hanging out in a Chinese warehouse or something like Uh that. They have no no idea. So like the, you know, Tether came out and labeled it as FUD and all that great stuff. Um, I I feel like they come out every month. (laughs) Believe us. They have to do that every single month. There's money here somewhere. No, well, well, they actually said that 50% is backed by, um, over 50% is backed by U.S. Treasury notes. Sure. um, And and physical paper. But the, you know, the speculation is obviously like a bunch of it is just like Chinese currency. It's, it's the yen and all, all that uh, Asian capital. Um, yeah. Stuff. Like the Evergrande. Um, yes. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. 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 Oh, you know, I have some good news. Actually, it's probably oh, not good news for, 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 for anyone that, uh, that believes in the Tron project and our buddy Justin Sun. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. a little bit, I guess it's funny news. It's not really good news. Uh-huh. Um the, the the Tron project, I think we talked about that they were coming out with their Algo stablecoin a little bit tongue-in-cheek when we were talking mm-hmm. about Luna. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is currently de-pegged. Um, so who would have thought that another Algo stablecoin would get de-pegged so, so quickly? <laughs> so imagine, like, copy the, the Luna UST protocol and then create another uh, Algo stablecoin and just to see it get, stable, uh, get de-pegged as well. Like, who would have thought? Mm. Well, anyone who's followed Justin Sun for long enough, but other than that, no one, right? Complete shocker. Uh, no, I think it's, um, listen, just, just, just bin the whole idea of algo stablecoins, um, mm. or make your algos better, um, right. or have so much money that, uh, you know, $500 million, um, dollars of, of, of Bitcoin and that uh, native coin can't tank your whole protocol. How about that? Mm. How about that? I don't know. 
maybe we should leave it here um, and uh, come back again on a sunnier day. Uh, yeah. But uh, we'll have some know, more good news next time. How about that? Yeah, that's yeah, that's good. Yeah, when we have some. Uh, I was I was talking to a buddy of mine who's a serious Bitcoin maxi, um, mm. and he he promised to come on the podcast when I bought uh, a single Bitcoin. Mm. So I have to show him the, uh, the 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 blockchain transaction when I buy a single Bitcoin, and he's going to come on and and tell us all why we should all be Bitcoin maxis, which I think should it will be like a really great conversation. Yeah, yeah, uh, I think I think in the bear market we need people like that to to, to keep some copium, you know, in, in, in our hearts. Yes, because um, otherwise we're all going to Goblin Town. We are all going to Goblin Town, and um, I think with that. Um, anything else to say? Uh, I should ask you that before I wrap up. Anything else? I, I would say just, you know, to everybody, stay safe out there. Uh, it's a it's a very precarious market. Stay safe. Don't don't put use any over leverage if you don't have to. Um, stay stay alive. You know, you're going to see the next bull cycle, trust me. Yeah, oh actually I got a um, question from one of the listeners um, asking sure. us about um, uh, you can see how well we're uh, organized over here at New Kids on the Block, folks. Um, yeah, a question from, <laughs> from one of the listeners asking us about what do we do to make passive income with um, cryptocurrency? And the answer to that is nothing. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Buy like a house or something else. But uh, I can't in good conscience tell anyone to do that right now. You do any, uh, any uh, follow up to that? No, I think just stay safe out there and um, don't get killed. And as always, stay safe out there, Space Cowboys. Catch you next time. What is on the street? You found someone. I guess now it goes to tone.